Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 65 of the Book of Caleb. Can you believe we're just chugging along here? We're in 65, which means, uh uh-oh, denomination of five. It's Mike's turn to host. Hold on. This one's interesting, of course, because it's Deep Thoughts with Mike Caleb. Enjoy. Do I give an intro to Mike's turn to host, or do we just, do you just start talking, Michael? The man who needs no intro. Mike, the Sonic King, Caleb. Normally, I give you a pretty good intro, but um, sounds like you came ill prepared for an intro to me. But episode sixty-five, another chance, another turn, another treat for the listeners out there. Is that the name of the episode? Mike's turn to host. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Again. Again. Dad always thought laughter was the best medicine, which I guess is why several of us died of tuberculosis. What? If you ever drop your keys into a river of molten lava, let them go. Because man, they're gone. I hope that after I die, people will say of me, that guy sure owed me a lot of money. And uh, I've got one more quote, quotable uh, fact to live by, if you will. I hope life isn't a big joke because I don't get it. All right, guys. Those were all quotes of a one Mr. Jack Handy. Um, His title is an American humorist. Um, Is he a real person? He is. Jack Handy is a real person. you know, most people, including myself, only knew of his work, of these quotable one-liners um, from SNL, which he, uh, he provided that, um, you know, those deep thoughts deep segment. thoughts by Jack Handy that ran from 1991 to 1998. Um, he actually had some previous work before that. Um, And it all kind of started with uh, in April of 1984, which uh, coincidentally, that's when I was born, month and year. National Lampoon published the first of Jack Handy's Deep Thoughts. Um, Additional Deep Thoughts appeared in the October and November 1984 editions, as well as in the short-lived comedy magazine Army Man. While more appeared in 1988 in the Santa Fe, New Mexican, the one-liners were to become Handy's signature work, notable for their concise humor and their outlandish hypothetical situations. So, that is a little bit of background on Jack Handy. Why did I select him? I don't know other than, um, I don't think I've ever heard a Jack Handy quote that I didn't think was hilarious. Um, I don't know, I feel like I just heard a bunch that I didn't laugh at. Okay. Well, I think you don't quite understand him. You're not on the same level that Jack Handy and myself are on. It's a good level to get on, 
what I try to provide. I agree that I am not on the same level. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's definitely different levels. And I'm on a different one for sure. Well, you're on level, let's just say 69. Correct. Me and Jack are up to 99. Okay. We're Mm -hmm. up 99, 100-ish type level. Um, So every episode, especially when it's my turn to host, I like to give you deep thoughts by Michael Caleb. So am I going to put together a bunch of hypothetical, humoric uh, one-liners like Jack Andy? No. But I'm just going to give you a little rundown of kind of what's been going on uh, lately, what I perceive to be important in the world. We'll see if you have the same perceptions that I have. And so so I go forward right now with deep thoughts by... uh, Mike Caleb. By Mike, the Sonic King Caleb. All right. Last week, it was the premiere episode of the second season of the rebooted Hills. Okay. The Hills Reunited. What is it called? I I don't know. It's called, you know, we ran out of money. Same thing with MTV. We're just going to try to rehash the same shit served in a different, you know, bowl. Decade. Uh, Which... We did this last time, this time last year. If it was premiere last year, maybe it was the year before. Last year was the pandemic, like a missed year. I don't know if they did the hills last year. Whenever they brought the hills back, you're like, you watch the first episode, and it's kind, it's kind of sad to see. Maybe on some aspects, these, some of these people just kind of were lost. I think post hills, um, some got their shit together. I feel like you know Lauren Conrad, she would have been the main person of the original Hills, which probably was like an eight to nine, ten year run. I don't know. How long was that on, do you think? Uh, many, there was probably like eight seasons. Yeah, and she she was literally like the main... Character. Character, yeah. Um, she's not around for this reboot. She doesn't need to be. As far as I know, she has a very well-established life. I don't know. Is she, in the, is she a designer? Lifestyle, yeah. brand, clothing, I she has a family. Yeah, Correct. married with two children. Yeah. Um, a lot of these people seem to kind of be floating around still, so there's some sadness and just, it wasn't the same. It didn't do it for me. Um, it had its moments. I didn't watch the whole season by any means. We um, only watched the first episode probably, of that season. Yeah, first maybe cut snippets of here and there. Okay. And exactly like our lives, you know, we have families now. Um, we don't have time to sit down and watch the hills. Uh, so I feel like a lot of these people are kind of maybe... Missing, they're still trying to figure figure that all out. Um, what I took away from the first season was I, I was drawn to one family, if you will, and that that was the that was the Pratts, that was Spencer and Heidi Pratt, which I feel like a lot of people, the first go around the hills, thought these two are a complete train wreck. You know, these two won't stay together. This is a publicity stunt. She got all of her plastic surgery. Spencer's this kind of crystal guy, kind of a hot shot off the wall. Seems like he's crazy and losing his mind to a human being. They were portrayed uh, as the bad guys or the villains in sure. that the hills. Correct. Correct. Well, <clears throat> you know what? They're still together. They have one child. Um, they want to have more. They've had their ups and downs like any couple will have, but they seem to be very successful doing what they do, um, which is trying to monopolize their reality, you know, star. Stardom. Stardom, yeah. So I don't fault them for that. I find it be very intriguing, especially Spencer. Um, I mean, he's 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 a, he goes by his own thing. He's gonna do his own thing. He believes in what he believes, um, and he, I think he's good at you know playing up whatever situation needs to be played up. 
um, to a T to yeah grow his brand. Let's just be, can I just say something? I don't know what you're getting at here, Michael, right. but clearly the only reason to watch this like Hills rehash season is because of Spencer and Heidi. Like, you, you sure, yeah, that'd be the first one. But so then we, okay, second season's uh, promo aired one week. Like, oh, the Hills are coming back. This, sh- this, this should be entertaining. On that promo, you see Spencer and Heidi and all the other people uh, that are trying to, I think, hang on to them. Um, but also Kristen Cavallari now. She was the anti-hero of the first Yeah, she ended up being the star because Elsie left at the end of the, like, last couple seasons of The Hills, and they brought back Kristen. Okay, and she went on to marry Jay Cutler, quarterback, Chicago Bears, um, seemed to have just a, you know, very perfect lifestyle. All of a sudden, no, they're on the rocks. All of a sudden, Kristen and Jay Cutler, even though they have their kids and they have family, can't seem to quite be able to cohabitate and they're getting a divorce so Kristen is now being you know promoted and aired as the top billing as coming back for the second season of the hill she's now coming back which i appreciate that she did that oh do you okay does it (laughs) seem a little bit desperate to you no absolutely not i think that it's like actually a kind thing to do to actually help all the people all the other cast members on the hills who okay. like this is like a serious gig for them because you know it's their only gig right and uh you like they need that and so for her to like go on there and do that she doesn't have to she neither does okay. lc neither does uh mary kate and ashley olsen for the rebooting of the full house series you know they're the only cast members who didn't return oh, gotcha. because they're yeah. bazillionaires and like it's above them or i don't know the reason the true reason but it's like i just it's so lame i feel like when they don't come back and do that the the bigger the biggest stars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas like i'm like okay thank you Kristen. For doing that, because like, hmm. you know, technically you could probably say no. And she checked I'm sure they asked her for the first season and she said no, or I'm doing very cavalry. She was doing like an E uh, series yeah, two right. and had a different direction. And you know, they, I'm sure they ask LC and she says, no, I have to turn it down and whatever the like. Well, LC's not out there still doing reality TV shows. But like, why yeah. not? And it's like, you're mm. doing, you were helping so many people by doing that. And you would like, the show would be bigger. And like, can't you like freaking come back and like say like, thank you for it. You know, they're like doing mm. like a friends reunion type thing on HBO. Did you know this? And all six all? cast members, okay. yes, came back. And okay. so it'd be like so lame if like, Jeff- the biggest, Aniston, yeah. the biggest star, Jennifer Aniston, said, no, I'm okay. too, you know, like, That's good true. for that or something. And it's like, That's true. you should be so grateful that that, like, moment happened mm-hmm. for you. You should never say no to coming back to, like, the reality TV that made you who true. you are. That's true. I like that perspective that you <clears> gave <throat> there. Okay, that's good. So, and I was like, Kristen's doing it as, like... A favor. Not a favor. Yeah, yeah, it is a favor, I'm sure. But I would uh, hope, you know, they're giving her a nice paycheck oh, sure. for it. yeah. And I think it's cool that she's doing it because she's not on every single episode. She wasn't on the episode we watched. She's just like in these. I don't even know if she's like on the opening credits or something. Technically, I think she like has cameo inserts. Okay, because I was expecting this year. We watched this first episode of the second season of the second go around of the house and she wasn't on there. I was expecting to see her. It's on again, I believe tonight. Okay, I'm gonna DVR it and we'll try to get around to it whenever we get around to it. Um, Her storyline will not be a thing. Okay, well. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, the only storyline that I was interested in at all, the f- 
watching this first episode yeah. is, is Spencer and Heidi. Spencer's put on, I think it was 30 to 40 pounds of what he's calling like pretty COVID. much COVID, COVID pot pie weight. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's become addicted somewhat, uh, to pot pies, <laughs> just small chicken pot pies, just ballparking to probably six to 800 calories per pot pie. Just looking at him. Um, and, uh, so there's just one scene where they are trying to go for baby number two. Heidi is very gun ho. Like we need, this is now the time we're getting older. Let's give our son a brother to play or a sibling to play with. Um, so she's ready to try to get, you know, let's keep things rolling. She comes out in some sexy lingerie and then, uh, Spencer's just laying in bed, eating a, a pot pie on his belly. He's using his belly like as a table or a serving tray and he's eating the pot pie and then she walks out and says, oh, you're, what did she say? You're eating pot pie? You're eating a pot pie? And then he like spills a little bit and he's like, yeah, can you give me a paper towel or something? I need to wipe this up. And she just <laughs> stares at him. Um, a lot of this stuff is, uh, you know, as we have learned over the years. Stage. It's a stage. But so good. But it's so good. And he has put on a lot of weight and he's not ashamed of it and he's embracing it as he's eating pot pie. And the bed, he knows that people are going to be all over him about that, I'm sure. Uh, he thought that, that would be a great, you know, scene. It, it was. It's a memorable scene. It's very good. Just the, the, the Spencer, I just, I like, I love Spencer. I love Me everything too. about Spencer. Um, so for that reason, like I said, I will DVR the second episode. I'll, I'll watch it for Spencer. I want to see what Cavallari is still bringing. Um, and yeah, that's kind of my breakdown of, of The Hills. That was one of my kind of deep thoughts that I'm going to touch on here during Mike's episode. Is watch The Hills because of Spencer Pratt and Heidi. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, Spidey, go on. Spidey. Num- number two. And I do think they actually do have a nice chemistry, charismatic, loving relationship. A lot of these other ones you see on reality TV flame out pretty quick. Right. They're still doing their thing. They're so, still together. Yeah. So it's like that's Good a more real thing. Okay. Exactly. All right. If I say the word, is it a word? Is it a name? Is it a... Is it an idiom? What's an idiom? Something. It's something. Shohei Otani. No idea what that means. That's a human being. He's uh, from Japan. He plays on the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I know you don't know any baseball. Most people don't. Baseball ratings are taking a nosedive. Way too long of a game. Way too slow. The younger generation can't stand baseball. Baseball is dying quickly, okay? Oh, America's sport, Mike. But this Shohei Otani, who... uh, (laughs) Like I said, he's just Japanese. Um, they got him out of Japan a couple of years ago. Signed him. They had to sign him away from his day to pay like a $3 million signing fee just to get him off his Japanese team before they could even sign him to a contract in America. First two years have been injury riddled. He, uh, he had to get Tommy John surgery. But he was promoted to everyone as being a world-class hitter and a world-class pitcher. And he was going to do both in Major League, Okay. Well, he showed up and he showed some signs as a hitter and also also as a pitcher, but he blew out his elbow real early on in his first uh, first uh, year with the Angels. So he had to get Tommy John. Um, his second year back, he still had some injuries. They didn't really let him pitch at all, I don't believe. Okay, he's back to health this year. All right, he leads the leagues in home runs, 14 home runs. These are mammoth home run runs, 450-plus um, feet. Uh, he's just turning on fastballs. He's turning on off speeds. He's the most feared hitter all of a sudden in baseball. He's also pitching. He has a 2.1 ERA. He is right now like a top three pitcher in Major League Baseball. He consistently throws over 100 miles per hour. This is Major League Baseball players that are so specialized. I mean, for some reason, pitchers are still actually hitting in the National League, which is a weird thing. But when you go up there, it's just kind of a token thing. They can't hit. If there's someone on base, they try to bunt. 
there are you don't there is no such thing as a hitting pitcher no pitcher would ever pinch hit for anyone that's not a thing and which is interesting because the best athletes in high school you know are you usually the pitcher somewhere about and that pitcher can also hit in high school but once they get past that in the minor leagues pitchers don't bat we all know this okay this is happening right now babe ruth did this back in the day so you hear stories that's not that's not the major league baseball of today major league baseball is you know these are superior well-trained specialized athletes he's able to do both be he's the best hitter in baseball right now and he may be the best pitcher in baseball right now that's going on in 2021 there needs to be more attention to this. This is insane. This is more insane, I think, than probably any other accomplishment that's going on by an athlete right now. Yeah. You, you tell me Tom Brady won the sixth Super Bowl as a, you know, however old he is now in his 40s. That's insane. That's still number one, okay? I would put this right underneath. It's wild. Uh, in his first game where he pitched um, and hit this year, it was April 5th, he pitched, it was like five innings against the White Sox, and he did very well. He pitched, he threw nine balls over 100. First of all, starting pitchers don't even throw over 100. That's like, there's a couple specialized relievers that can sometimes do that. He was consistently throwing over 100 miles per hour. Then he had four hits, one of them being a home run, you know, drove in three runs. That's, that's crazy. That doesn't happen. You don't see that in any other sport. There's no NFL people that are playing offense and defense when there's two separate things like that in a sport. So, I think that this is being overlooked. I think baseball needs to do all they can to promote this guy. He might be the savior that the baseball needs. He might be. Um, because, like I said, you don't know the big stars of baseball. They're they're nameless. They're faceless. A-Rod. This, yeah, this guy's perfect. <laughs> Shohei Otani. J-Lo. He stands out. He's Japanese. He's this big guy. He's a, he's a good-looking Japanese player. Um, I don't think you remember. Do you remember Suzuki back in the day? Ichiro on Seattle? <sighs> Yeah, he, he used to get a lot of hits. He ended up with over 3,000 hits. He was just this, you know, he's a hitter type guy, slasher. Now, home, not a home run guy, obviously not a pitcher. I kind of um, remember. But you can get you can get that. I mean, he, he can be promoted to the world, obviously, because he's from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, ideally, he probably needs to get to a bigger market. Say, I don't want to, you know, what Yankees go to, he's on the Angels right now. Okay. He's on the Yankees or, say, the Cubs. Wow. You know, you could just, this guy could be all over the place. Look out, world. Promoted anymore, which I think could, something could happen like that. Um, so Shohei Otani, the modern day Babe Ruth, and what he's doing right now, I I think is probably better than what any athlete is doing right now. It's more impressive to me. Deep Are you thoughts. impressed by anything I told you there? Very deep in thought. Keep going. Okay. So <clears throat> this brings me to my third deep thought of the episode. UFOs. And we've touched on this. They're real um, UFOs and other life forms. Let's just call them aliens. Sure, whatever. That's an easy term to throw around. They're n- and they're not impressed at all by us. That is clear. They're coming to our planet. They've checked us out many times. They're hanging out. Seems to be over the ocean a lot of times. Um, doing their thing. But they're not impressed with us at all. And then they get the heck out of here. So this is, this is being prompted by the 60 Minutes special that was on Sunday, breaking this down. Um, and there's just more and more instances, more and more evidence that, yep, there are an unidentified flying objects in our... Atmosphere. Yeah, all the time, on a regular, regular basis, seen by credible people all the time, namely military-type um, people that are out on these air, you know, fields doing these air missions or on the coasts or over the ocean. So you saw the piece. 
Um, yeah, I, I think. What was my takeaway? Yeah, what was your takeaway? It's I mean. a, yeah, I, well, first I was like scared when you were describing to me like that they were like, you know, what this 60 minute piece was. But it's not as like scary because the footage is so like, it's, you know, um, like infrared footage or something or like night vision type grainy footage. Yeah, black and white. Um, but what they're admitting or like the U.S is acknowledging as like a government entity is like yes we don't know what these things are that we have on like footage of and right they and they break down like so it's either another it's another nation that's technology is way way superior to us because they're talking and about we these have things no idea that there it is yeah and because this, these things are just kind of floating and hovering there's no exhaust um there's no wings there's no propulsion propulsion of any type and then they are gone in an instant, and then they are picked up back on radar within seconds, sixty miles away. Yeah, uh, where they originally were. These are actually these. This is a real thing, you know. So that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, trying to wrap your head around that, you know, what what is going on? What what are they doing here? Are they if they have that sort of technology that leads you to believe that they're much more advanced? Uh, people you know not people but life forms than we are um that wouldn't necessarily be impressed with us okay so like when you think about this though right like if there's um life forms in the universe that are more advanced than us and able to send some sort of spacecraft type thing to our planet you know they're gonna see our technology and yeah not be impressed with us because we have nothing to offer them like they have the technology already to get to planet earth to observe us or whatever like mm-hmm. th- we're not going to be offering no any like thing resourceful for them maybe they abduct people from time to time and, and check, like the unsolved mysteries we wrote down before yeah that that, that <laughs> happened in connecticut or whatever but yeah we don't like since we're unable to do that like what i'm saying is our technology and advancement isn't gonna like impress them and maybe like God, we're like all conspiracy theory or something like theories about this right you're then like there's other life forms on other planets that are more advanced and like if they're visiting those planets too like maybe they are, they're more interested what i do want to like call out those like, like you know you they're saying that they're seeing these like um they weren't calling them ufos they're calling know. them something else like uti yeah uip <laughs> something yeah yeah um another acronym that started with a U and it's like, why don't you just call it a UFO? Um, But because it meant the same thing. And it's like, why aren't they going further into our atmosphere? Like, why don't I see one out there like in our yard sometime? Isn't, why would it like not, Mm -hmm. why aren't people seeing that like closer to what's the big deal again? Cause if it's Mm -hmm. like, even if there's like no life form in this like UFO type thing, it's just like a, um, Remotely droid or yeah. rover or whatever you know like mm-hmm. how we send stuff to mars mm-hmm. you know there's no one like it's an unmanned thing mm-hmm. why is it not like coming down all the way to the grass to like take a sample i don't know okay. and you're not like that's fair why wouldn't that happen like mm-hmm. what does it care like oh we got to be like uh incognito or something like it wouldn't matter maybe <clears throat> i don't know maybe it is trying to be incognito and doesn't want to be seen because but why if it's that advanced of a technology Mm -hmm. that it's able to honestly like come from a completely different galaxy and visit planet earth like it would be it would have a freaking force shield too to protect it from being attacked like it just would what do you think do you think first of all you think rainy quaid 
was sitting on his couch Sunday evening watching that episode. What do you think he was saying? He said, I've been saying this for 10 damn years. Exactly. For sure. Okay. So. Well, I thought it was an interesting piece. And um, yeah, I wonder. Uh, what is your deep thought, though, about that, Mike? My, my deep thought is, uh, of course, they're not impressed by us. But here's the thing. Would we be impressed by them? <laughs> Thank you. Because probably not. Nah, no, probably not. No. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So my kind of last uh, deep thought, I don't know if it's that deep thought, and it might be controversial. I don't know. Um, but here's the deal. I'm saying it right now. The pandemic is over, people. It's over. Okay. They had a hell of a run. Messed up a lot of lives. I will give you that. Screwed shit up for a lot of people. The whole world, really. Um, and it affected everyone in one way or the other was affected by this thing. Um, but this pandemic is over. It's over here in America. I would say it's over worldwide. Maybe, maybe you can put a, a asterisk next to India. I don't think things look bad in India. India's so terribly overpopulated. There's like millions living in extreme, extreme poverty on top of each other in slums. Who knows what's going on there? You know. Right. And how it's then reported and then yeah. perceived and so. you know india's infrastructure for a billion people in the first place probably has a horrible like hospitalization mm-hmm. rate oh, and for sure. For sure. occupancy like a high hospitalization occupancy just in general exactly there's events taking place now okay people are going back to work i'm no longer wearing a mask when i go to the grocery store um I look at you Living on the edge. Exactly right. Um, so for me, it has it has to be over, and it's it's it it's over, folks. Like just no, we're done. Um, everyone. Not until the Fauci lady sings. Right. Exactly. Um, so I would just say to everyone, go go ahead and get go ahead and get the vaccine. Okay, do that. You call it a vaccine? Uh, that's what they're calling it. The shot. Um, Thank you. I still need to get my second one. Uh, but but whatever. We're, we've gotten through this, I feel like, hopefully. Um, will there be this whole deal again? 5, 10, 15, 20 years? They can't be. This, this, this can't be. Um, hopefully we learn from this. Uh, I don't... I don't want to, you know, blankly say, you know... Don't need to wear masks anymore. I don't think we need to. <laughs> what do you think about that? Um. Yeah. I. I. Okay. Why should I even like hesitate with that? I uh, mean, uh, you know, ruffle some feathers. That's okay. Mm-hmm. People want to wear their mask. They can. Sure. You know, their N95 mask and their hazmat suit. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Those. That type of thing. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, we're now able. Wearing your cloth mask that you didn't wash since. Oh my gosh! Uh, when I had the thing over my ago. face, I feel like I am just yeah breathing in CO two and just felt and definitely feel less healthy and more vulnerable from catching something. I've always felt that way than when I don't have the mask on my face. Interesting. Um, if it's required by any sort of business to wear a mask, I'm still going to put the mask on. To go into daycare, you still have the mask on, but now we can walk our child and we can go inside the building, walk. Physically. Portland to his classroom, which is nice. And when we pick him up. So uh, that just feels a little bit more normal. And it's just, you know, a little more personal to be able to do that. So um, the pandemic's over. It was a hell of a, hell of a run. Coronavirus. And uh, yeah, you did your damage. Uh, we've all learned from it. And we're all kind of stronger from this as well. Deep thoughts with Mike Caleb. Anything else, Mike? 
Well, I do have one more um, thing to tell you here. So, oh my god! Before you criticize someone, you should walk a mile in their shoes. That way, when you criticize them, you are a mile away from them and you have their shoes. Exactly. I do like that one. I've heard that before. Okay. Well, that's great. So I'll end you with that. <laughs> All right. Well, that stay safe, stay healthy. And wash your hands. Wash your hands.